to the 5 and 5 Live. This is Tony Burke. We just tried to check what number podcast we're up to and we don't actually know, which I think means we are now an official regular program. And today we are joined here by the Minister for Aged age Care or age, age, aged care. Aged care and the Minister for Sport, Annika Wells. Welcome. Good to be with you. What an honour. What a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> I must say in your portfolios, you're so, it's... It would it's all happening. There's not many news programs each night that aren't running on either sport. There's nothing. There isn't one that doesn't run on sport. And mm. the aged care issue has just been huge. It is all happening both in aged care and in sport. We've got huge reform agendas in both. And like you say, everybody's got an opinion and everyone's got a stake in both. <laughs> Look, there's just two bits about about your portfolio that I... I, I I want to check in on one because I was part it's of. Nice it. to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one, one part. Of it. But first of all, I remember all the sledges that were happening in the parliament about the nurses getting back into nursing homes and yeah. people saying we'd never get there. Mm-hmm. There's a stat you gave. I think it was in an answer this week mm-hmm. as well as to how that's going. Mm-hmm. Would you mind sharing it with the podcast? I'd love to. Thanks for the opportunity, Tony. Yes, we said that we'd get nurses back into nursing homes uh, for 1 July. That was a year earlier than the Royal Commission asked governments to do so, but we thought it was that urgent and would have that much impact that we should take a big swing and attempt it. The opposition never believed we could do it, sledged me every time I stood up in the chamber about the fact that I was going to fail and... We got, in the first month, 98% coverage across the country of 24-7 nursing. That's 98 23 and a half hours a day on that average across the country. That's so it's our 23.57 nursing policy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And the other one I just wanted to check in on because I had, had a bit of involvement with this because it was through the Fair Work Commission. Mm. What difference is the pay rise making for people working in aged care? Firstly, as you probably experience when you visit your homes out in, out in Sydney, People are so thankful. It has a tangible difference. They're at pains to rush, hug you. I've never been so hugged since 1 July when the pay rise came in to tell you that it's allowed them to buy new shoes for their kids or get the dental treatment they've been waiting on. But now that we're a few months on, we've actually got statistics that are telling us there's better employee retention rates, there's better employee satisfaction rates, there's better higher volumes of people applying for jobs as PCs and nurses. So it's making a difference both for the people there and for the people contemplating coming or coming back. Fantastic. Well, well done you. Thank you. We have effectively already started on the best of the week, but we haven't played the best of the week music, so we'll just do that now. Please. That was my guitar. You like? What a performance. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So it has been, I think, the ugliest week we've seen, uh, certainly this term. This term. The, The opposition really went off. Um, but starting with the best, there was some really funny lines, uh, Mm. during the course of the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything that stuck out for you? My favourite was the former future leader of the opposition, which came from you. Thank you. Tony. Um, I I can explain for people that that weren't watching it, um, blow by blow like we were. Um, there was a very procedural attack made by the opposition. I'm sure we'll get into that. And through a series of unfortunate events for Andrew Hastie, it left Andrew Hastie at the dispatch box with no notice attempting to prosecute an argument. And you could see the dreams of leadership collapsing in on themselves <laughs> and you could see him watching the clock and I'm sure for him it felt like the clock time stopped still and then started counting up rather than <laughs> counting down because he was just 
crumbling under the pressure. And then um, I think you you had to speak next, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And you said, may I acknowledge the former future leader of the opposition? And it was just devastating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, look, the, there was a line um, with some of the conspiracy theories that have been run about the referendum and they went to this thing of, how many pages is the Uluru statement from the heart? There's been lots of positions on that, yeah, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and like it, it's it's a bit weird when we're talking about a one-page document, but yeah. it's apparently an issue that the opposition want to pursue. The PM in response just completely mocked it with references to John Farnham's song "You're the Voice." Mm. Thanks, Mr. Speaker. Wait till they reveal the secret verses of "You're the Voice" by John Farnham. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they find that, Mr Speaker. Order. Because they're out there somewhere. There's a ten-minute bagpipe solo in there. It goes on and on and on and on. Uh, I just love that. It's, um, I, I'm what, maybe you can play it backwards? Maybe there's something in there as well? Well, says, says vote no if you play it backwards. Yeah, there's obviously something sensible people are missing. That's right. <laughs> and there was a line um, by Tanya on Wednesday. This uh, is very good. Yeah, where, where uh, she, she she's moving on the Murray-Darling Basin plan again. Mm. We're getting it going again. Uh, and a comment she made where she was talking about the rate of progress from the National Party and she said on their rate of progress, it had taken till around the year 3000 to get there and then said this. We'd have robot dogs and bionic humans and the, and the National Party water minister lugging the last buckets of water down to the Murray-Darling Basin. I think I feel a lot of empathy for her because I think we both have these portfolios where the opposition, the now opposition, did nothing in government. Yeah. Did nothing in government but now feign great interest and, and concern about the lack of progress. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else on best? Um, I think maybe today we'll probably get we'll probably tuck into it, but the theatrics of Angus Taylor, maybe another former future leader of the opposition, but I think the most devastating was Jim Chalmers saying he can't even get himself thrown out. <laughs> he can't even successfully throw okay. himself out. Well, that's a teaser for yeah. the worst. And and now you get to hear my guitar music for the worst, which is a little bit sadder. Here we go. So this week started with, I have to say, the it may well have been the worst behaviour I've seen in my time here, where you had the public galleries filled with people who were there to protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, not unusual. That's happened from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever, for example, for the last decade where people were there to protest the previous government, as members of parliament, we never got involved. Like, you don't get involved in the demo. Mm-hmm. This time you had in advance... Susan Lay, it's been reported, addressing the protesters, telling them don't take a backward step when you're in there, Mm. like sitting observing Mm. in the public gallery, what was that meant to be about, Mm. Um, effectively telling them, you know, using words that that amounted to implying, you know, you're there to intimidate and make Mm. a government feel uncomfortable. Uh, And then when people in the public gallery started making noise, whereas when that used to happen, we'd always be silent and just keep going. They started cheering and egging them on. Mm, Whipping them up. Could you imagine what they would have said if Mm. we'd done that when it was union officials up in the public galleries? Well, and even what they expected of us when it was environmental protesters, for example, 
Very yeah. different when um, it's protests they agree with, yeah. it would appear. Um, it's it, you sort of we mockingly use the term "born to rule," but there is something in it. There is a a sense of entitlement uh, that's there that any other government's illegitimate in in their mind just because somehow they're they're genetically better. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I've only been here two terms, but my first term was in opposition against the Morrison government and their behaviour and what they expected by way of treatment from the speaker. Yeah. And now their sense of injustice about the treatment from the new speaker. None of it stacks up. Now the next bit of worst was yesterday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, with the dissent motion. Now, this would have been the first time you've seen a dissent motion. Yes. In your time. Yes. So for um, for explanation, a dissent motion is when the parliament has a vote as to whether the speaker's ruling is acceptable. Now, we haven't voted on one of these since Bromwin Bishop was speaker. Mm. And back when I was moving them, it was in response to things like Bromwin Bishop participating in debate from the chair. <laughs> like, they, they were serious issues that the, the Parliament was having a vote about. This one was when Catherine King was, was answering no, quite specific. So you may hear a bell going in the backward. That's the Senate. But we've got a tiny bit of time before the rep spell mm-hmm. will ring. So let me keep going. Uh, that this dissent was claiming that Catherine King wasn't being relevant to the question where when you look at the question and you look at what she was saying, could not have been more relevant. No, was answering the question and was cut off from answering the question in more fulsome detail, I would argue. That's right. (laughs) So they went ahead with lame would be a polite term, uh, but it was was just silly, Mm. this motion. It was a bit breathless as well. They'd had an idea and they were very keen to execute their idea. But for them, they were prepared speeches. Mm. Like Paul Fletcher gets up, he's prepared... (laughs) And it was that bad. Yes. Andrew Hastie knew he was the seconder. Oh. He well, signed I, it. He that, signed the bit of paper. He that, knew he was the seconder. That was not evident. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do when they're ready. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> dearie me. Um, so, yeah, a, a pretty wild ride yesterday. And then today. Today. How do we describe today? I think we're all still we're still in the middle of today, aren't we? Because we're about to run off to, to vote right. on. But normally the... we record this during the MPI. There there isn't an MPI happening at Breaking the moment. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the world has stopped yeah. as a result of this. Uh, but to explain why, there's a standing order that allows me when a uh, suspension happens in the middle of question time, rather than stop everything for half an hour, we can put it off to a later moment. Mm-hmm. And so I nominated that it should happen after the MPI. Eminently sensible. Peter Dutton didn't want Angus Taylor speaking before him. Eminently sensible. <laughs> <laughs> so you could see them having a huddle working out what on earth they would do. And Ang- and they realised because the speaker, like Milton, really just brought everything back today because mm. yesterday the behaviour had been horrific, mm. uh, had made clear that if Angus is kicked out, then the MPI doesn't go ahead. So Angus Taylor then starts taking points of order that he knows are out of order, trying to get thrown out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of these people would make it as international spies because what they were doing <laughs> was so clearly telegraphed across the chamber yeah. that we all worked it out. Yeah, it was sort of like not in a wink happening <laughs> while he tried to get thrown out. So I then took a point of order effectively saying, let's not give him what he wants. Mm. Uh, and We'd like Angus to stay. That's right. <laughs> uh, so... He did stay. He did. And so their next play was the MPI only happens if 
everybody, if eight people stand up. So you could see them when it comes how many people want to stand up for this. Paul Fletcher looking at all the opposition members and waving, keep it, stay down, stay down. So what happens on cue? Every one of the government members stands up and says, let's have the debate. We love debate the ALP. <laughs> you can just see the blood draining from them. And then first speaker is called Angus Taylor. By chance he has now left the room. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. And at, at that point uh, we left the room and came here. Uh, and, now? With, and now we're going back <laughs> for the division on that suspension motion. Uh, quickly, though, Song of the Week. You got one to nominate? In honour of the opposition, it's Flight of the Concords, Hurt Feelings. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and for me, uh, it's the week for You're the Voice, John Fardham. Well Let's chosen. do that. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back again next week. See you. Thanks, Annika. No worries.